Well, that's the, the truth. You're not alone. You're not alone in your heartbreak or whatever storm that you might be going through. Uh, let's, let's join together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being present in our pain, in our storms, in our, in our heartbreaks. We've all felt the sting of rejection and failure and a broken heart. Truth be told, some of us have never recovered. So Lord, would you meet us here in this place and bring hope and healing to our lives? For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'm so glad each of you is here this morning as we uh, continue in our series, Strength for the Storms of Life. Um, my name's Andy. I'm a privileged to be the senior pastor here at Troy UMC, and um, I'm really glad that you're here today. As you've already put together, our subject matter um, uh, for this morning is a broken heart. And I, this, this week, I, goodness, I, I, I just thought, oh, let's see what Google has to say about a broken heart. And so I, I typed in broken heart. Uh, right into the, uh, into the search engine. And get, guess how many hits I got. Just a guess. Any, anybody? Th throw some out there. 500,000. 500, I, I want to say close, but it's not even close. <laughs> 1.2 billion. 1.2 billion websites that deal with the topic of a broken heart. Not just websites, songs, uh, any number of things, images. Um, my goodness, 1.2 billion. As you can imagine, there were plenty of opinions about how to deal with a broken heart. Uh, here are some of my favorites. Eat, eat some uh, cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Uh, or, or browse the self-help section of your bookstore. Uh, here's one some of you would appreciate. Uh, take a week off of work and watch all seven seasons of Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> or or the, the, here's one of my favorites too. Uh, it just said two words, essential oils. Uh, especially absolute rose oil. You only need just the tiniest little bit on your finger and that'll make it all better. Uh, uh, of course, there were several sites that suggested numerous ways to uh, creatively get back at whoever it was who hurt you. Uh, but I think that might be a little counterproductive uh, for our time together today. Um, anyway, here, here was my favorite advice for anyone dealing with a broken heart. It says, congratulate yourself for being human. Uh, and that's right, if, if, you, if you are human, you will have heartbreak at one time or another. Uh, let me just real quickly, though, clarify uh, what, what I mean by heartbreak. Because it was pretty obvious as I started browsing through some of those sites and just seeing what was out there, it was pretty obvious that, that, that they were referring mostly to uh, a breakup of a romantic relationship of one form or another, and, and, and yet that's, that's not going to be our focus for today. You see, heartbreak really can occur in, in a variety of circumstances. Uh, of course, breakup and, and divorce are, are indeed things that can break your heart, uh, but so much more can break your heart too. Uh, the death of a friend, uh, betrayal, uh, as we heard earlier, painful childhood memories or painful middle school or high school memories, uh, the loss of a meaningful friendship, uh, the loss of a parent, either, 
either through death or maybe just moving a far distance away. Uh, Or maybe your heart was broken when you were stabbed in the back uh, or violated by someone who you trusted. Uh, Maybe you have heartbreak over just the loss of a dream or the pain that comes from failure. And, And since everyone has experienced some some version of a broken heart in life. It makes sense that there would be a wide variety of, of opinions about ways to deal with a broken heart. Some good, some not so good. Some helpful, uh, some that can really be destructive. Uh, some that can help you grow into a better, stronger, more loving and compassionate person. And some that can lead you down a path of bitterness and cynicism that that can harden, maybe even make your heart cold. Uh, you know, I hesitate to share some of those negative ways to cope with a broken heart because it might hit a little too close to home for some of us. Uh, you see, oftentimes we find an outlet for our pain, uh, something that can make us feel good in the moment, that can help us feel better about ourselves and help us maybe stop feeling altogether. In fact, some ways to cope with a broken heart, uh, we do it when we're not even aware of it. Um, here are just some examples. Uh, many of us dull the pain of, of heartbreak uh, by indulging in other areas. Uh, maybe you find yourself drinking more or taking up some other habit like smoking or gambling. Uh, finding outlets in pornography or casual sex. Maybe you make yourself feel better by overeating or or experimenting with over-the-counter drugs or illicit drugs. And those ways of dealing with with pain and heartbreak, they're they're generally seen for what they are. They're frowned upon, generally seen as for for what they are, as cover-ups for what's really going on deep down inside. But there are several other ways that, that you may cope with heartbreak that are more subtle and yet are just as harmful in the long run. Like throwing yourself into work. You know, when you're expending all of your energy working, you just don't have the time or, or, or the energy to deal with what's really going on inside. Uh, or m- maybe it's not just work. Maybe it's just a general busyness. Uh, filling your calendar with all kinds of things. Um, maybe it could be a combination of work or taking care of family uh, or, or caring for the home or uh, hobbies, uh, even church stuff. You see, if you keep yourself busy enough, then, then you never have to slow down and actually be with your inner thoughts and feelings. Now, here's another one. Uh, throwing yourself into relationships. Uh, If you hurt deep down inside, sometimes it's just easier to deal with other people's stuff than it is to deal with your own stuff. So maybe you throw yourself into this friendship or that romantic relationship uh, and, and you spend your efforts caring for others rather than addressing your own need for healing. Or, or it could be just the opposite. 
Uh, you could totally run from real relationships with others. You see, if people get a little too close, you know, that's just another opportunity to be let down, to be hurt, to have your heart broken by somebody. Uh, don't be fooled, of course. You know, you, you can be surrounded by people. Even now, you, you could, you, we're, you're surrounded by other people, and, and yet you can still evade meaningful relationships. You know, it's not just about physical proximity. It's about emotional proximity. And if you find yourself wary of truly connecting with others, maybe you're, you're trying to avoid those meaningful relationships. Uh, some of us uh, will become great at deflecting uh, significant issues in relationships with humor. Uh, some of us are, are, are great at this. So we'll just kind of, you know, not go to those deep places and just uh, kind of move on beyond them with, with a laugh or a joke. Uh, sometimes the funniest people are, are the ones who are hurting the most deep down inside. You know, each of these coping mechanisms can be summed up in one simple word. Uh, the, the word is avoidance. Uh, covering up the wound without giving it the attention that it needs to heal. And ultimately, uh, these various methods of avoidance and cover-up, they, they lead to kind of a hollowness inside, an emptiness in us. They can lead to meaningless, uh, even abusive and over-controlling relationships. They can lead to bitterness and cynicism. Uh, just like a physical wound, emotional wounds like heartbreak, they, they can get infected and then permeate, just kind of get into every, every area of our lives. And without proper attention that leads to healing, they can infect us and, and just, just take over take over our system, resulting in destructive patterns that will follow you wherever you go. From job to job, from relationship to relationship, from city to city, it doesn't matter how many times you start over, those types of, of avoidance um, mechanisms, they follow you wherever you go. And, and that, that is until you deal with the heartbreak head on in constructive and healing ways. And before we talk a little bit about that, uh, uh, healthy and healing ways to deal with heartbreak, I really want to try to answer a question that we, that we all tend to wonder about in our heartbreak when we're walking through those difficult places. God, where are you in the midst of my heartbreak? Well, where are you when I'm broken and hurting? You know, one of the most common questions that we ask during those times goes something like Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Where are you, God? Where are you when my heart is breaking? Where are you when my tears are falling? In the Bible, uh, Mary and Martha ask these questions when their brother Lazarus died. They had literally sent for Jesus uh, when Lazarus was sick, and it took several days before Jesus arrived to their town of Bethany, and by that time, Lazarus had been dead for four days already. And when Jesus finally arrived, Martha and Mary both came to him in tears, asking him, Lord, where have you been? Didn't you care? You know, anyone who has lost a loved one, uh, I think, asks those questions. 
God, where, where were you? And I think we can empathize with their grief, even their anger at Jesus. But then, then Jesus does something uh, that, that gives us a glimpse into the heart of God in the midst of our heartbreak. Scripture says in John chapter 11 that as Jesus witnessed Mary and the other mourners who were with her uh, wailing, uh, that, that his spirit was unsettled, that it was troubled, even angered. And then in verse 35, we read two powerful words. The two powerful words for us to remember when we experience heartbreak. In fact, these are, it's the whole verse. It's the verse that, that students always love to memorize because it's the shortest one. It's just two words, right? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. The God of heaven, the creator of all things, the savior of the world, weeps when we weep. God's heart is broken when we are brokenhearted. Just as some of you were, were moved hearing Richard's story of heartbreak, God is moved to tears when our hearts are broken. You know, the, the passage that uh, Jackie uh, read earlier uh, from Psalm 56 um, is one that, that uh, Bible translators have struggled with. Uh, over the years. In fact, you read it in multiple versions, you're going to get multiple ways that it's translated. Uh, let me read a, a different version than what, what Jackie read earlier. This is the New Living Translation. Um, it, it says, uh, this is King David expressing these feelings to God. He says to God, you keep track of all my sorrows. No, no real dispute on that. It's this next verse, this next part of the verse. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. Um, some say on a scroll because it's not, not sure. It's, it's, they're talking about some container that holds something. And some think it could be uh, like parchment, uh, you know, like a leather skin that could also be parchment. But, but there's this sense of a container that holds liquid. So you collect my tears in your bottle. And, and we, we do know, we, we don't know exactly if this is what is meant, but we do know that in future generations, they, they took it to mean this because um, many, it became a custom uh, to keep a little vial for collecting tears. And not your own tears, but the tears of, <clears throat> of those you love. For example, <clears throat> When death or some troubling circumstances would occur, each, each family member uh, would come with their vial and collect the tears from others that were present. And these bottles were considered sacred to uh, the family members because they rep represented all the pain and all the sorrows of those that they loved. These tear bottles were so cherished that oftentimes a person would be buried uh, with his or her bottle. Uh, archaeologists have discovered such uh, little, little vials, little containers like that. But, but here's the point. Not only does God keep track and write down all of our sorrows, he collects our tears even. He collects them in his bottle. God is right there when we grieve, God is right there with us when our heart is broken. God isn't distant 
When we weep, God is there. He's collecting our tears and keeping them close to his heart. Psalm 34 proclaims, is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. You know, throughout the Bible, we learn that God is close to the brokenhearted. Have you, have you ever wondered why? why? Why is God close to the brokenhearted? I mean, some of us, we want to run, all right? When people around us have heartbreak, we don't know how to deal with it. But God is, clo- God is close to the brokenhearted. Uh, have you ever wondered, though, why, why God doesn't just take away our broken heart and keep those things from happening to us that would cause our heartbreak in the first place? Have you ever wondered that? Of course you have. <laughs> you're, you're human. You've gone through heartbreak. You, you've wondered that. But get this. Don't, don't miss this. God, God is closest to the brokenhearted because more than anything else, God wants us to learn how to lean into him to trust him, to put our hope in him. And when we are brokenhearted, that's when we are most open to surrendering our hearts and our lives to God. You know, when things are going well, uh, we, we tend to become confident in our own strength. We just kind of plod along. Everything's going all right. We, we don't really even kind of experience the, a, a need for God at times. But when we're brokenhearted, when we're at the bottom, when we're struggling, when we don't have anywhere else to turn, that's when our hearts are most open to hearing God's voice speak to us. God's voice that says, trust me with your heart. Give me your heart. I will make you whole. Well, how do we do that? Here's how. Here's how we give God, our heart. Here's how we find healing for our heartbreak. Here's a a positive way to cope with the hurt that we feel inside. And the first step is just to acknowledge our pain and admit that our heart is broken. So, so, So many of us, we work so hard to try to deny our hurt and our pain um, e- either because we feel like, oh, if I really had faith or if I really trusted God, then I wouldn't have this pain, then I wouldn't have this hurt. Or, or, or we just feel like being vulnerable and being weak is, is just unbecoming and, and we're just not going to go there. Uh, but, but God tells us that in our weakness, his power is made perfect in us. Most of our negative ways of coping with heartbreak are really ways of denying that we hurt in the first place. Uh, If we deny that hurt, we will never experience the wholeness and healing that God offers. Second, after acknowledging your pain and admitting that your heart is broken, surrender your broken heart to God. Now, this step is a little bit harder than the first. And this is where uh, I found many of us get bogged down. Surrendering to God involves uh, kind of giving up our desires and accepting God's desires for our lives. And, and you know, I think we, we, we hate to admit it, but a lot of times our heartbreak comes from our own poor choices. Where, where we thought we knew best and we kind of turned our, our eyes from God and we said, God, I'm going to do this one my way. I know, I know, I know what you say, but, I'm, I, but I think I got this one figured out. And then, and then we end up, getting into a mess and our hearts are broken, um, kind of as a natural consequence to us uh, wandering 
from God and, and turning to our own ways. And so, so sometimes when, when that's the case, uh, surrendering to God requires uh, seeking forgiveness and receiving God's grace um, and turning from our old ways um, to uh, oftentimes the ways that led to the heartbreak in the first place. But that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes heartbreak just finds us, the storms find us, regardless of, of maybe, I mean, last week I shared that uh, Jesus taught that the rain comes on the evil and the righteous. Sometimes the storms just come. There's no way that we can avoid them. And in these cases, surrendering to God really involves one word, trust. Trust that God will lead us through. Trust that God can, can bring some good out of a difficult situation. Trust that, that God hurts and that when we hurt, he longs to reach into our hearts and heal us. If your heart is broken, you will find God right there. After acknowledging the pain of your broken heart and surrendering your heart to God, the final step is to receive the healing that God offers. Uh, and God provides healing in, a, in a, a variety, a wide variety of ways. But oftentimes they, they work together. He, here are some common ways that God begins to provide healing over time. Uh, God heals us through time spent alone with him. In prayer, in, in, in searching the scriptures, uh, the, these quiet times of meditation and reflection uh, on the heart and will of God for your life can transform you, can begin to give you new perspectives. God, God heals through that intimate time with him, that time that we oftentimes just try to fill up our schedule to avoid uh, because it's hard. It's like looking in a mirror. Uh, God also heals us through connection to Christian community. Uh, by sharing your heartbreak with others, they, they can bring the support and encouragement that God longs to give you. Uh, uh, this is an important one because oftentimes our tendency is to avoid others when we're hurting, but that's, that's just the opposite, really, of what we truly need. And if you're heartbroken, you need others. Not only do you need others, but you need to be vulnerable with, with safe people in order to find healing. But sometimes the depth of our pain is so great that we need to pursue uh, an avenue uh, for healing, uh, a third avenue as well. And this, the, the, this, this third way is one that I just really want to encourage you to open your hearts and your minds to, uh, spiritual direction or, or even counseling. Uh, having someone walk with you through the struggles and pain and provide direction and, and professional wisdom that can be invaluable, especially for the, those deeper layers of heartbreak. And that all sounds pretty simple. In fact, they're simple enough I could put them in a message note so you could have them right in front of you um, and remember. Uh, but they're, they, they might be simple in concept, but difficult to begin to live out. And I, I just really felt that it was important today to create a little space, uh, a little space for quiet and beginning to experience God's presence with you in whatever heartbreak that you came in here today with. Uh, what, what I'm about to lead you through is uh, something that I, a lot of people call guided prayer. Um, and in fact, if, if uh, somebody from the, the band who can just provide a little uh, a background uh, band, if you can do that, just, just um, thank you, Ryan. 
Um, what I want you to do first here is just uh, uh, kind of get yourself in a comfortable position. Um, uh, you can close your eyes if you want to. Uh, don't, don't be distracted by other things that you see. That's why I suggest closing your eyes. Uh, uh, I'm going to just kind of uh, guide you through some things to reflect on and think about and to pray. Uh, th- this is very similar to some things that we do in our worship and prayer nights uh, uh, monthly that we have here at, at Troy UMC. In fact, we've got one coming up. It's always the second Wednesday of the month, 6.30 this Wednesday here in this place. Uh, it's, uh, people have told me, oh, it's so, so quiet. I just need that. I don't get that in my week. Uh, we'll spend a little bit of that time here. So just uh, get yourself comfortable. And first, we're going to focus on step number one. To acknowledge the pain. And admit that your heart is broken. And this is what I encourage you to do over the next minute or so. Just reflect on the source or sources of your heartbreak. Maybe it's something that you're going through right now. Uh, Maybe it's something that happened to you a long time ago. Maybe it's many, many, many things. Let, Let those come to the surface. Whatever heartbreak your mind wanders to, just, just let, that, let that come to you. Acknowledge it. Find yourself um, in your seat, just with your maybe your your palms on your lap, facing upward, almost as if you are releasing and letting letting go, giving over to God that heartbreak, that pain. feelings and these thoughts, some of the things that are coming into your head as you open your heart to God, they might be things that you hadn't thought about in years. They, they need to come out. If the tears come, uh, they, they come. God will collect them in his bottle. 
as you as you are acknowledging your pain. And as you you let that go to God, it may be that you need to just ask God for his forgiveness for ways that maybe you contributed to that heartbreak. Choices that you made that you, you, you regret that you know that God wasn't in. Just asking for God's forgiveness and with your, your palms open, know that God is longing for you to receive his grace. He pours out his grace onto you. Take the next few moments just to receive his grace and to offer your heart to him, broken pieces and all. led you through were, were, uh, were the, those first two steps, acknowledging your pain and your hurt and, and offering your heart to God. Um, let me bring you back to me here for a moment. If you just want to lift your, your eyes up, uh, you can keep going, Ryan. I like talking with underscoring. <laughs> uh, the third step, receiving the healing that God offers. There, there are some parts, some, some responsibilities that you have in that. <clears throat> um, you, you have to carve out time to be in God's presence. <clears throat> Excuse me. You also, um, um, it's, you have a role in being in Christian community. Um, and some of you, you might want to take that next step even after today and, and getting connected to a journey group. Um, here in our church. Um, those of you who are in journey groups, though, I have a, a particular challenge for you. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not common that in our journey groups we really make ourselves super vulnerable. I mean, we, we still kind of are guarded at times. And, and I want to encourage you, especially if you've been in a group for a while and you're somewhat comfortable with the people there, to to help to lovingly draw out the real stuff, the stuff that's been hiding beneath the surface. And, 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 and I say that because I don't think any of us know just how much heartbreak there is. And just the people around you here today, just the, the heartbreak can be overwhelming. In, in your group, don't be afraid to go there. 
Uh, and then pray for one another. Pray for healing. Help, help each other carry those burdens. Sometimes just expressing it, talking about it, it's like the power over us is taken away. Uh, there's one uh, great opportunity, uh, particularly those for those of you who are experiencing grief of some sort. Um, uh, we have a grief share group starting in about 10 days, uh, March 19th. And uh, if you're interested in that, there's a sign up at the, the back welcome table. Uh, but uh, that, that would be a fantastic opportunity. We're, we're in this together. We desperately need each other in community. That's, that's the, the beauty of a church family. Uh, but let, let's, let's uh, pray together and then sing one, one last uh, chorus before we leave this morning. Uh, God, you know our sorrows. You, you keep track of all of our tossings all of our turnings. You know our deepest hurts. You, you know the depth of our pain. You see every tear that falls. Not only do you see them, but, but God, you collect them. You hold them close to your heart. Well, Lord, as you already know, we've, we've got a lot of pain. We've got a lot of heartbreak. <clears throat> Help us truly acknowledge that. And help us turn our broken heart over to you. And God, we just humbly ask that you would give us the courage to seek healing in, in time with you, but also in community with others. God, give us the, the power to, to step forward and, and connect with others. And give us your spirit, Lord, to truly love and care for one another by carrying each other's burdens. Lord, we confess that we've not not always done that as well as you desire. Maybe we've even been the source of heartbreak in others' lives. God, forgive us and help us truly be your followers by seeking you together as the church that you've always intended. It's through Jesus we pray.